I was messing with the, uh, the sound team and Emily's training back there today. I was like, uh, what we really want you to do is occasionally while the speaker's speaking like this and Nicole's speaking, I said, just mute us. Just have fun. See what happens. Good job. You got me. I was like, is that me? What's going on? So anyway, we like to have fun here. Um, man, thankful for Upper Room. I missed last week. Um, took one of my daughters to volleyball tryouts. Three tryouts, four offers. It was a really productive, great day for her. Uh, so very proud of her. Um, but I, having these conversations, you know, the previous year was, was not that way. And it was a very difficult year, so very empathetic of the girls who weren't making teams and leaving crying. And, um, but, you know, I had to explain to her, our identity is not in a sport. We may happen to play volleyball. We may happen to, to preach. We may happen to work at a fire department. But our identity is sons and daughters of the living king. And uh, keeping that in perspective that we value sports, we value clubs, we value these, these things that, that teach us character, teach us work ethic, and being part of something bigger than ourselves, like church, right? But, but in, that, in, in itself, it doesn't define us. We, we are children of, of a good father. We're sons and daughters, and that's, that's what defines us. And so I missed up a room, missed, missed it here, uh, watched online, love the word Nicole gave. And I just want to elaborate that on that right now. We, we love freedom here. We, we love freedom of worship, and, and we, we seldom confront things because we would rather be wrong in not confronting something and keep freedom than confront things and be wrong and lose freedom and quench the Holy Spirit. That being said, we do believe in order. We do believe that, that in, in Nicole's word last week and in our services, and if you have a prophetic word and if you have something the Lord's doing in you, you need to process, is that for me or is that for the body right now? And, and we need to make sure that we're, we're coming to this with earnest sincerity to say, okay, is that for this moment? Is that for the body or is that for me? Because Nicole's word was primarily focused on the scripture last week. You know, everything's permissible, but is everything beneficial? And it was a good word, like as we process things, like I can, you know, we're, we're practicing this thing of trying to take, take some rest and slow down and, and do some things in this practice. And, and in that, the girls are saying, well, can we do this? Can we do that? You can do anything you want. Because you can do anything. Anything's permissible, but is it beneficial? So that's what we ask. As you come into the service, we would rather you operate in freedom and, and have that. And, and I love the flags. I love the dancing. I love that we have a free culture where we can shout out if we feel we have a prophetic word for the body. But please, just, just discern and with sincerity say, is that for the body? Or is that for me? Is that for the body right now? Or is that for another time? And that's, that's what we ask. And, and we don't ever want to quench that freedom. We, we are who we are. We love worship. But worship is about him, not, not us. So that's all we ask. And, um, and if it's ever appropriate, we'll, we'll confront individuals or, or things and, and process that to say, what, what, what was behind this? Was this, was this what was this for? And uh, we try to do that with gentleness and kindness. But again, we don't want to stifle. We don't want to quench Holy Spirit. But there are things in order. So how many set your clocks back? Or let me, let me re-ask that. Was anybody at church at 9 a.m. this morning? Anybody show up an hour early? Every year I hope for this, and every year you guys are just so good, and it's like, uh, <laughs> I hope there's one person. 
<laughs> I don't know why. One day it's going to be me. Um, but a couple things, a couple things before I just move into the word, and, and that is, man, it's a big week, and there is some information out there on voting to make sure we make our votes count and make it count for the biblical godly purposes for the kingdom. So there's some resources, some help. Please, please see that. Uh, also, next week, this is an announcement for leaders only. It's why I didn't make the public announcements. If you're actively leading a small group, a group, a ministry in itself, uh, next week, 4 o'clock, there's going to be a special service with Peter Lewis uh, around uh, communion and intimate service with, with word and communion. So that's for leaders at 4 o'clock next week. And I know we're looking for some servants and some, some help there. Okay, last, I want to thank you um, for your generosity. Uh, this, this past week, Sunday, uh, was the last week we filled up a trailer. And uh, there has been some complications of the truck that was supposed to deliver it broke down and some other things, but it's on its way. Um, but now we're delaying because there's another storm headed to Florida. So let's first off pray against that. Let Lord, you just calm that storm right now with peace in Jesus' name. Uh, so, but I want to thank you for your generosity. I, I, as we looked, and Josh, Steve, and I met this week and had coffee, and it was, it was awesome to talk about all of what we're doing. And we filled up a truck for Florida. Then we have the turkey dinners. And then we're doing the giving tree. So there's an opportunity to serve and, and give and, and to show God's love in three different ways in three different months. So we hope you can be a part of that. And let me just lower the fear and anxiety right now. We want you to join us physically the Saturday after thanks, the Saturday before Thanksgiving to hand out those turkey dinners. Some people say, well, I gave a dinner. I'm just not comfortable going door to door or talking to people. There will be teams but for you to experience the joy on somebody's face and countless stories of people saying, I didn't know how my family was going to do Thanksgiving dinner, and now we have a way. For you to experience that tangibly and physically in person, there's nothing like it. So we want to invite you to actually come pass out the dinners and be a part of that. All right. Here we go. I'm excited today for a couple of reasons. First off, I get to focus on one of the things that I've been journeying through that's been on my heart and also um, is a precedence before something else. And also, we get to end the service with Zach Walkup doing communion. I'm really excited by that. And, and let me tell you why. I know he's nervous, and I know this is very scary. For years, we had teased Zach about being shy and, and kind of calling him out and almost teasing him for, uh, uh, and, and almost like being facetious about him being on the stage. And then we got a prophetic word that he has a prophetic voice. And, and we're like, well, we can't have somebody in our house with a voice and that anointing and a calling and never give them a platform. So today, that's what it's about. And, and Josh even confronted us. We were in Mexico kind of teasing Zach. And, and uh, Josh is like, listen, guys, we need to quit teasing Zach about not speaking in front of people because he's called to speak in front of people. So I'm really excited about that because my heart here is to empower others and to, to see others activated. Uh, so I don't know about you, but how many November just like snuck up on you? It did me, and, and now we enter the season. If we're not intentional, we go from thing to thing, party to party, uh, busyness, all these things, right? And then before we know it, it's going to be Christmas and then New Year's. So today, I want to take a moment because before Christmas is Thanksgiving, and a lot of times it gets overlooked. How many are listening to Christmas music already? How many have a rule that you will not listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving? Okay, I raise my hand on both of those. 
because I am breaking the rule of Nicole Simmons, and we are listening to Christmas music. The girls have created playlists and Spotify. We're doing song requests on a crazy shoe drive yesterday. Um, that's just where we get crazy shoes on, mix match shoes, and we just go on a drive. So we went and picked up pizza, and we're all requesting songs. I requested Happiest Christmas Tree. Um, we purchased an app for a, a, a temporary season for the, um, the new station, the Great American Family Channel. Candace Cameron decided to move over from Hallmark, and, and all those Christmas movie th enthusiasts would know this. So we started watching our first Christmas movies this weekend. I, I love those movies. You know what I love about those movies? I can predict every single one of the innings. The man's gonna end up with the girl, and it's gonna be a happy ending. You know what's gonna happen, I love it. So anyway, we watched two over the weekend, and uh, it was a ton of fun. But see, I want to just, I want to encourage you because, because in this busyness, if we're not intentional, all of a sudden it's going to be Christmas. And November was gone just like September and October were gone. And I want to just press something. If you could turn with me to Luke twenty-two nineteen. And I, I want to just pitch something today that we don't need another season or another holiday. We, we, we need a lifestyle of thankfulness. And a few weeks ago, I, I, I preached on communion and the importance of communion, the intimacy, um, the blood covering, the covenant, the connection, right? All of these things about communion. And, and I just want to read this, the two, two or three verses here, uh, first off in Luke, and then we'll go to 1 Corinthians talking about communion, and before we do communion today, there's one thing that caught my eye as I was in the Word a couple Saturdays ago, and it's caught my eye, and, and maybe it's just because the season I'm moving into, or maybe because I've never seen it before, or maybe I have, but just in this moment, it just, it just captured me. Anybody else read the Word like that? You've read a verse a hundred times, a section, or, 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 or something, and it's like, oh wow, that stood out this time. That was one of these moments, and in Luke 29, 19, it says, he took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Next comes the wine, representing the blood, and we talked about this a few weeks ago. But before they ever even broke the bread, they gave thanks. See, the bread represents Jesus and his body, Right? And that's Christmas. Christmas represents Jesus. It's not about presents. It's not about a tree. It's not about Christmas cookies. As much as that stuff's cool and awesome, it's not about Candace Cameron and, and these Hallmark movies or great American family movies. It's about Jesus. But before they broke the bread, before Jesus was, was, was even mentioned in this context of communion, they first gave thanks. If we go to Paul's repeating this story in 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 24, it says this, for I pass on to you what I received from the Lord, from Jesus himself, Paul's saying. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord God took some bread and he gave thanks for it. Then he broke it into pieces and said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Paul's reiterating exactly the story that we hear in Luke, we hear in the other gospels, right? Of, of they took bread, they gave thanks then they broke the bread. Then they delivered communion and, and the wine, right? This, this was a process. And so I just want to say that, that before we break bread today, before we do communion, before we move into the Christmas season, before we fast forward through the end of the year and get into 2023, we need to give thanks. 
And I want to talk about two points of thanksgiving and two points of thankfulness. And I want to talk about thankful for something and thankful to. Thankful for and thankful to. Thanksgiving for, thanksgiving to. There's, there's a difference there that we're going to get into here. All right? So, so first off, thankful for. That's praise. Let, let me just give you a little thing in my heart about praise and worship. We have incredible worship here. We have incredible praise here. But worship is usually, and what I mean by worship right now, I'm talking about the heart and the adoration of God. I'm talking about the music, the songs. And I know there's other ways to worship with dance, right? With painting and art and these creative ways that we worship with our heart. But there's some worship that is about him. That's praise. Let, let me just get really blunt here. Praise is about him. You cannot, it is not worship if you're talking about Jesus. It's not worship. Worship is to him. So if your song says, you are good, that is to the author. That's to the creator, you, you. That's worship. Worship is to God. It's a ministry unto the Lord. It's directly to his heart. It's directly to him. It's incense. It's sacrifices. It's something on the altar going directly to the throne of Jesus, right? Directly to him. That's worship. Praise is about him. Now, I love both. Praise, we're celebrating you know, God is good. He does great things. You know, these, those lyrics that talk about he is a way maker. He is. Meaning, that's praise. He is, he, are, he is these things. He does these things, right? That's praise. So when we're thanking him for something, that's praise. We are praising him. We're acknowledging, I am thankful for my home. I am thankful for my family. I am thankful for my marriage. I am thankful for my children. I am thankful for my church family. I'm thankful for the church and the freedom that we have here, right? That's praise. We're thanking God for things. We come in a realm of thanksgiving. But when I say something to him, thank you, Lord, you, you are good. Thank you, Lord. You are Adonai. We begin to get in some of those moments today. So, so anyway, thankful is, is, is praise. And, and let me just say, I, I've had a rough week a, a, a week or so ago. Anybody had rough weeks? I found myself into a pit. I found myself slipping into some depression, some frustration, anger, uh, short-temperedness, uh, irritability, right? And I begin to recognize some of those things in my heart. I begin to recognize some of those things in my body. And I realized that two things are usually happening. I'm, or usually three things. There's something that's pressure, there's lack of sleep, and there's lack of heart connection with Jesus. It's usually all or at least one of, but usually all of those three things. Okay? So I begin to think about that. And, and all of a sudden, I began to just, I went outside. I think it was last Saturday. I went outside, and I began to just walk and thank the Lord for different things. Lord, thank you for autumn. Thank you for this house. Thank you for this property. Thank you, Lord. And I just begin to just go out loud and just walk just slowly and enjoy the moment and enjoy these things. And all of a sudden, my outlook changed. Something again happened this week. So I got in my car and I began to drive and I just began to thank him audibly for, these, for, for different things, various things, anything that came to my mind. Thank you, Lord. And then I began to go back to moments with Jesus. And I began to relive some history. And I begin to relive history to the point of encounters and moments where, where you're at this place and in that moment with Jesus, nothing else matters. Your job doesn't matter, your house doesn't matter, your car, your finances, nothing matters because it all disappeared in this encounter with Jesus. Anybody had those moments where you're like, I am lost in his presence, there's nothing else that matters right now, I am in love with the king. 
I know my eternal destination, and I know he's good no matter what. And I know he's good no matter what's going on in this temporary world that we're living in. Anybody? So I, I began to do that. All of a sudden, my entire attitude changed. My countenance changed. My outlook changed. My hope level changed. My joy level changed. And has anybody done this? Because there is power and thankfulness because it is a form of praise. So suddenly when we move into this, we get to shift our perspective. Let me show you a picture here. There's a picture I took on one of the mornings. It was really foggy. And, and, and in this picture, what you see is, I don't, hopefully you can make it out, not the greatest bright projector that we have here. But at the bottom, this is our bedroom window. And there's brick on either side that few people even helped us scrape off plaster to expose that brick. It's beautiful. It's awesome. I get to wake up to that view every morning. And especially when it's snowy out or autumn, it is just popping. It's gorgeous. But on this morning, fog was so dense, they canceled school. And as you look out, it's hard to see, but there's thankful right there. And then out beyond that is the fog. I just like, I knew I was speaking on this today. And I was like, what a, a picture of Jesus and beauty that in this safety and in the solitude, in this, in this place of, of rest is thankfulness. But beyond that is fog, right? And it's all perspective. What am I focusing on? Am I focusing on the thankfulness or am I focusing on the fog? I'll be honest, I wasn't feeling good. I was, I needed a day. And and I'm trying to take this day, and then all of a sudden, school gets canceled. And I'm like, okay, I've got a little bit of responsibility today now. Wasn't expecting this. Anybody else like that with kids that got canceled this week? So, so but I'm like, this perspective, and, and I'll say that, that's one thing thankfulness does. It shifts our perspective from everything going wrong to everything that's going right. Thankfulness, if we begin to thank the Lord for, for the freedoms of this nation, it might even change our perception of politics. And I'm not saying we come in alignment with, with, with injustices and darkness and all of that. We, we, we know that there is stuff going on and we have to engage. But what I'm saying is our perception. Let, let, me, let me move on here. This is going to get good. 1 Thessalonians 5, 15 and 6, 16 through 18. And really, again, the first point is, it's only a two-point message today, thankful for, praise. Always be joyful Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstance, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. This is Paul in, in 50 AD to the church of uh, Thessalonica, okay? And he's saying, this is the final words, this is the final advice. He's saying, hey, do, do this, okay? And I love this, it's so direct. Always be joyful. Meaning joy is a choice. It says, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Meaning, these are things that, that basically are on us. Jesus already died on the cross. He already forgave you. He already redeemed you. He already reconciled you back to the Father. He paid a penance that, that he didn't deserve, that you don't deserve, but he took it on the cross. He took on healing for you. He took on salvation for you. He took on freedom for you. He took on hope and joy because the joy set before him, he endured the cross. You were that joy. But now he's saying, be joyful always. Never stop praying. And be thankful in every circumstance because you belong to Jesus. And when Jesus is in you, these are the liberties and the choices and the focuses and the perspective you get to live in no matter what's going on around you. 
Let, let me move on to another verse. Ephesians 5.20 says this, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The context, the word for everything there is actually um, it's synonymous for everything and circumstances and, and items, but also all people. It's an all-encompassing word for everything and everyone. So now that's more challenging. I can thank God through a mess and a storm, right? But now I begin to thank God for, let me just say this. I'm not even going to fill in some of those blanks right now that I see rolling through my social media and rolling through society and rolling through leading some of our culture. But guess what? The Lord says be thankful for them because it's all people. Now, I'm not coming alignment to say they don't need Jesus. Many of them need an encounter with Jesus. They need the love and the power of Jesus to invade their hearts, their minds, their, their, their souls, right? But in those EGRs, if you've not been with us long, let me tell you what an EGR is. Extra grace required person. How many has an EGR in your life? Just look around. Those of you who raise your hands, you might be the EGR of the other person that raised their hand. <laughs> Especially if you're two spouses. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We all have EGRs in our life. The people that are difficult, people that need extra grace from me because for some reason, some way, somehow, they just, I have to give them extra grace because they annoy a lot out of me. <laughs> but the Bible's saying, give thanks for everything. And all people. Let, let, me, let me just move on here. Thankful to. That's thankful for. We got to give thanks for everything. And let me just tell you this. In your bad day, it changes a foggy, dreary day to something amazing and beautiful. But it's a perspective. So now we're thankful too. This is the most beautiful one. This is awesome. Psalms 118. I was reading this in some study time. And um, I, actually what happened was Mama Jen, uh, Jennifer Hetland, sent me some uh, verses on my birthday. I hadn't had time to read them, so a few weeks later, I'm, I'm diving into it on a Saturday. And, and I begin to look up every verse that is associated with Aaron. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. I've never done this before. If you have a biblical name, you should do that. It's kind of fun. Unless it's like Beelzebub or something like that. Maybe that's not so fun. <laughs> or Delilah. That's probably not so fun either. <laughs> but mine's fun. So I began to research and a priest of the Levites and all these things. And I began to, and then I, I began to text her. I was like, wow, I found this one in Hebrews. And then all of a sudden she FaceTimes me. And then we, we get in this exchange. We start a Bible study based on some of the, the verses that I was finding that morning. And Nicole was gone doing something. I think it was maybe a homecoming day with Chloe or something. And I'm on FaceTime. And she's like, you posted something beautiful. Why don't you walk me around your property? So I'm walking around the property showing her all the leaves and stuff. She lives in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. So and then all of a sudden, she, she's like, I don't know. I'm just weepy today. And I was like, man, I kind of am too. Go figure, you know. Occasionally I get that way. So I was like just emotional and, and different things. So then I, I FaceTimed her back, and I was like, listen, I, I really feel, and I feel this is a prophetic word for the house right now. As I looked outside after we got off that call, I, I look outside, and my, rose, my roses are in bloom, beautiful bloom, all of our knockout roses. Leaves are beautiful autumn colors and trickling down to the grass. And then it started to flurry. And I, I FaceTimed her back. I was like, Jennifer, I think I have a word for you. I said, I think I know why we might be emotional or why specifically for you. She's like, I said, I think it's a change of seasons. 
I think you're between the seasons. We have summer, fall, and winter all being reflected here in this, and I was facing out my window. I was like, and I think that, she's like, that's it, Aaron. And I believe us in here today, we're in this, this midst of these change of seasons. And it might be like her, she's had, she's had marriages, she's had kids move out, she's, she's become an empty nester, right? And, and I don't know what that's like, but I know that must be challenging for those of you who have been in that, down that road. I get sad thinking about it. I start to tear up when I start picturing weddings. I start, I, I'll hear a song come on the radio, I was like, that's a song I could do the dance with my daughter with. And I start crying. It's like, no, never. I had a guy that works with us, he took a day off for a wedding. I was like, I'd do the same thing. I'm probably gonna take a whole week off. So anyway, there's, I start seeing this and, and I just, I think that, I think we're in the change of seasons and, and, I, and, I, and I'm so thankful that we're starting this one month series on thankfulness because I don't wanna move into the busyness of Christmas and focusing on Jesus without focusing first on thankfulness because he is who I'm thankful for. So Psalms 118, you'll see why I got there. Maybe. I thought I had markers. Okay. This is called two different uh, versions. I love reading different versions of the Bible. I, a lot of times, for the sake of clarity and accuracy, thankful to Steve Justice, ESV is what I really love to preach from most often, um, and especially knowing the history of it. Uh, I love the NLT and the power of that and how the Spirit speaks through that, and that's where my study Bible is in, so that's a lot of times why I mix that in. But then poetically, I don't know that it's a great... Uh, original translation. Let me, let, me re, re, let me back up. I also love the Passion Translation, and I love reading it, and I love enjoying the poetic part of the Passion Translation. So in, in this, Psalms 118, 1 through 4. Uh, oh, by the way, it's called His Love Endures Forever, and also another version, it's called Glorious Thanksgiving, this psalm. And it says this, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Everybody say it. Give thanks to the Lord, to the Lord. for He is good. One more time. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let all Israel repeat, his faithful love endures forever. Let Aaron's descendants, or the house of Aaron, it says, the priests repeat, his faithful love endures forever. Let all who fear the Lord repeat, his faithful love endures forever. So everybody in this house, his faithful love endures forever. Amen. Going, uh, skipping down to verse 28. It says, you are my God and I will praise you. Who? Who are we praising? God. He is our God. I will praise you. All right. It says, you are my God and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love, what? Are you getting it yet? The beginning and the end of this psalm that's called Glorious Thanksgiving begins with give thanks to the Lord for he is good his faithful love endures forever and it ends with give thanks to the Lord for he is good his faithful love endures forever so why do you think we give thanks to the Lord because his faithful love endures forever he is good (laughs) I'm not just giving thanks to the Lord when things are going great because his love is good no matter what's going on in my life So when you're having a crappy day or a crappy week like I did, give thanks to the Lord because his faithful love, what? Endures forever. So it's not dependent on whether I feel like it or not. I don't feel like going to the gym ever. (laughs) Ever. I wake up at 5.30 a.m. to try to get there in seven minutes from start to finish of me getting out of my bed, and not one minute do I enjoy that moment of thinking, this is going to be amazing. 
I love waking up at the butt crack of dawn so I can go abuse my body for the next hour so then I could go to work all day and be totally exhausted at eight p- by 7 p.m. that night or 6 p.m. by 4 p.m. that night and do it all over again four more times through the week. Okay, it's the same thing with some of this with the Lord. Not always do we feel like it. When we're having a really, really bad day, when we're having a really bad week, when we're having a really bad situation go on in our life, we don't always uh, uh, feel like giving thanks to the Lord. But our worship was was never intended for us. Our worship, our thankfulness to him was never intended for us. But let me tell you, when you give adoration to the Lord and you begin to thank him directly to him as worship, all of a sudden everything changes. Let me go back to that workout stuff. There's not a day that goes by that when I'm done, I'm not thankful that I was there and did it and feel better. It's the same thing. There's not a day that goes by when I begin to be thankful to the Lord. I begin to worship. I begin to get my word that I do not feel better and things change and my perspective and my outlook look different than when I, before I went into it. Let let me move on here. Did you know, when I was looking up thankfulness a few weeks ago, I found over 100 verses in the Bible about thanksgiving and thankfulness. It was so easy. So, did you know, this very, very quick search, Google's amazing, just be careful. Right? Facebook's amazing, be careful. Everything's permissible, but not everything is what? beneficial so anyway psalms 118 before and after give thanks to the lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever psalms 107 give thanks to the lord for he is good his steadfast love what endures forever psalms 136 what's it say give thanks to the lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever first chronicles 1634 the sign as you go out the 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 i don't know what you call that a frame the a frame sign First Chronicles 16, give thanks to the Lord. What? For his steadfast love endures forever. He's so good. We give thanks because he's good. We give thanks to him because he's good. Not because I feel like it. That's the same thing with worship. I don't come in here and worship and lift my hands because I feel like it. Not always. I generally love it. But some days I'm like, man, not today. We all got an extra hour of sleep. Just waiting six months though. We're all gonna be like... Lost an hour of sleep. I thought Ohio was supposed to change this thing anyway. Come on, vote, guys. <laughs> Psalms 100. Let's let's go there, and let me wrap this up to give Zach uh, the hour that he would want to take for communion. Psalm 100. This is called a Psalm of Thanksgiving. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. This is why we give thanks to the Lord. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is what? Good. His unfailing love continues forever. Here we are again. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. It's, it's never ending. I love the Passion Translation on verse 4, and I spoke on this last year, I believe, around this time. And it, was, it says this in the Passion. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. 
Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. Isn't that beautiful? Come bring him a thank offering. When I come to bring an offering, it's not about me. It's about him. When I bring a thank offering, when I bring a worship offering, when I bring a monetary offering, you know what that is? That's a sign of faith. It's trusting him in my finances because I want to trust him in everything else in my life. That's really what it is. It's faith and trust. That's all that that is. Worship, man. Worship is so much more. Worship is, is adoration. It's ministry to the Lord. A thank offering is blessing him because he's good and his love lasts forever. That's a thank offering. When things are going bad, give him a thank offering. So I want to talk about the gates. The gates represent something. Now, now listen, I, I don't believe that, that things are locked and never to be opened because we're not good enough and, and we got to be perfect for those gates to be open. No, he's saying, come to me with praise and thanksgiving. Come into my courts. Come into the heaven realm and, and, and I'll unleash heaven. I will flood you, the earth, the atmosphere, whatever. As you come with a thank offering and praise and you come to adore me, all of a sudden I'm going to unleash heaven on you. It's not this thing, well, I have to do this or else he's not going to love me. No, his love endures forever. He's faithful. He's good. It's not this thing like, well, if I do this, I'll get this. No. When you do this, you always get this. It's, it's the how-to. It's, it's not this thing of restriction and rules and regulations and, well, if I'm good enough and, and if the Lord's willing, he, he, he may just love me and, and have, you know, just make me, um, man, I feel hopeful today and, and make our service powerful today. <sighs> We're pretty arrogant if we think a worship service only dwells on the worship leader. I don't know about you, but I come in here every week with expectation that God is good and he's faithful and his love endures forever. And that's the God I want to bless. That's the God I want to minister to his heart. That's the God I want to give a thank offering to. That's the God I want to adore. Let me, let me finish this thing up. So here's what we're going to do. Two parts. Is um, I, I think... Let's do this. Two parts, thankful for, thankful to. All right, so we're going to ask the band to come, okay? And what we're going to do is, with each other, I want you to each list, maybe just couples, if, if you're sitting by yourself, find somebody, find a little group, whatever. But I want you to list three things you're thankful for, each. Three things. Go through three things. Three things you're thankful for. Let's, this is called praise. We're going to praise Jesus and begin to shift an atmosphere of thankfulness um, and then in a moment, we're going to give him a thank offering, and then we'll close with communion. So as they play, um, just partner up right now, and we are going to give a, um, a thankful for activation here. So what are you thankful for? Three things. If you're watching online, just, just type in three things you're thankful for. I'll give you a moment here. And then we're going to shift into just a little bit of worship, which will cultivate an atmosphere of communion. What are you thankful for?
Okay, you have 10 more seconds. Just three things each. What are you thankful for? Okay, can you just popcorn style? We do this, I'm a little premature to Christmas Eve, but we're to give thanks before we break the bread. We're to have Thanksgiving before we have Christmas. So popcorn style, just shout out one thing you're thankful for. We're just gonna take a moment in this. We're gonna praise them out loud. Shout it out. made it through the whole service without tearing up and crying. Did you guys feel the atmosphere begin to shift of hope, of something positive, of something good? If you start feeling negative, if you start feeling down or hopeless, go on a thankful rampage out loud. Just begin to say the things you're thankful for. And I'm telling you what, the atmosphere will change. Then shift that into adoration. Shift that into a thank offering to Jesus of what you're thankful for about Him, to Him. So won't you stand with me? In your own way, with your hearts, out loud or silent, whatever you want, we're going to worship him now and begin to thank, give thanksgiving to the Lord. And I'll start us, and we're gonna give you a moment of that time alone, and, and maybe you're here, you don't know Jesus as Savior and Messiah. I'm telling you right now, he wants to know you as child, as, as son, as beloved, as saved, redeemed, reconciled, set free, healed, delivered. He wants to know you as that, because that's who he is. So Lord, we thank you. You are good. You are steadfast in your love. It endures forever, Lord. We give you a thank offering because you're worthy. We give you a thank offering. You are creator. You are provider. You are healer. You are savior, Jesus. And we thank you, Jesus. We give you a thank offering today. And before we get into the busyness of season, Lord, we take this time, Lord, to set apart, to give you thanks because you are good and you are worthy. You are Yeshua. You are Adonai. You are Yahweh. You are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are the Prince of Peace, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you with a thank offering of worship, of ministry to your heart, Lord. We thank you for who you are, not just what you do, but who you are, Jesus. We adore you. We turn our affection to you, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy, Jesus, no matter what we're going through, no matter what our situation is, no matter what the outlook is, you are good. You are steadfast and your love endures forever. We give you thanks, Jesus. We give you a thank offering, Lord. Just take a moment in that realm.
a tag in this song that talks about even when I don't see it, you're, you're moving, even when I don't feel it, something like that. I'd like for them to move into that because I want you to go back to that picture of the fog on the outside, but the thankfulness on the inside. Now, it's about perspective. That's one thing Steve and Josh and I were talking about. It's about perspective. He said when he turned 70, he moved into a realm of thankfulness because of, uh, of the years of his life. Now he's moving and talking and having conversations, and thankfulness is so much more valuable. It's perceptions. So listen, you might be going through something bad. You might be going through a tough situation. You might be depressed. You may have even thought about taking your own life the last few weeks. He is faithful and steadfast and his love endures forever. And you are worthy. You were bought with a price because you're priceless. He is worthy of our song. So even when we don't see it, our perspective is knowing that he's doing something. compliments just raise your hand they'll get them to you it says they gave thanks then they broke the bread so we've given thanks we've given a thank offering now we're gonna break bread get those. If you still need something, just raise your hand. There's some up top that need communion. We'll get it to you. You're not nervous, are you? I told him yesterday, I texted him, I said, even if you do bad, God will still do good. Isn't that right? It's about him. feast before they battle and communion is 
art feast. I mean, he, I mean, that's what it is. Um, so as we take communion, pray over the bread. broken for us. to know where Zach was a couple years ago, even, oh man, just to see where you are, man, I'm proud of you, so thank you, good job, it's great, okay, how many feel good today? Now listen, we're moving into the season for a few weeks here, next week Peter Lewis will be speaking, I'm really excited, uh, Lydia is going to speak one of these weeks on, on Thanksgiving and thankfulness as worship. Uh, so really hope I just stole everything she was going to speak on. Um, that'd be really fun. But anyway, we love you guys. Have an amazing week, day. Stay thankful. And uh, if you need prayer, we're going to have prayer people here to pray for you. If you need to know Jesus as Messiah, you've not given your heart to him, you don't know those next steps. If you need healing in your body, marriage, finances, or anything else, we'd love to pray for you. But we'll have a prayer team here. Um, we'd love to spend some time with you. God bless you guys. May his face shine upon you. May his countenance just impact you so greatly. And may you go in peace. Bless you guys. Have a great week.